0: It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thielen Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Weimar Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Live Axe Marine in Isle, s Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Vermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Mo- sports and Marine, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon.
1: And welcome to Fishing Opener 2019. We have got you covered all across the state with lake reports from our usual cast of characters. We'll also talk some tactics for this weekend that might help you out. Latest on the live bait situation, and we'll also talk with the DNR about some new regs that you want to keep in mind as you head out on the water this weekend. Plus another great walleye recipe from Chef Joel from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we kick the show off with our Lake and Field segment brought to you by Oars and Mine in Crosby. Proud to offer Flow Dock Systems, the most durable in the industry. They offer new dock and lift installation so that you can get out on the water sooner. Oars and Mine, located on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we kick our fishing opener special off with our local report, and for that we bring in Jason Freed with Leisure Outdoor Adventures. And uh, <laughs> Jason is venturing north; he's on his way up to uh, Leech Lake as we talk to him. And uh, get itching to get out on the water, I would imagine, Jason.
2: I am. I got the. Uh, I got. I'm in the, on the hunt for uh, shiners and bait, and I got the London uh, London Stow, and I'm on my way north and. I'm looking forward to uh, getting out and poking around for some crappies
1: a little bit and then uh, gearing up for the opener on Saturday morning. Yeah, as we uh, talk here on uh, Thursday evening with Jason, uh, I, I guess we'll start up on Leach. That's where you're going to open, uh, Jason. The story of the weekend going to be colder water temps, obviously, uh, the further north you go, and we'll talk to Matt a little bit later on in the show as well and get his take up there. But uh, colder water temps, it uh, looks like that's going to be the story for the weekend, huh?
2: It is, yeah. You know, up on leech, you know, I haven't had a chance to get out yet, but I have talked to a couple other guides who have been out, and, uh, you know, water temps are, depending on the day, any, anywhere between 45 and 50 degrees. Um, you know, in my own personal opinion, my thoughts, more than likely the walleyes have probably already spawned for the most part. Uh, there's probably still a few fish I will be spawning, but, um, you know, which which is good. It's good It's good when they, if they can get spawned before the opener. I always think that's a good thing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think the fish, the you know, water is going to be cold. Um, you know, which may have a little bit of an effect on the fish. But uh, looking at the weather on Saturday, it's going to be what I like is just crappy open, open uh, opener weather in the sense of uh, wind and rain and and I, I actually think some of my best openers have come when we've had really crappy weather. And so I'm actually uh, I'm looking forward to that. To be honest, I know most people aren't, but uh, I'd rather have that weather than uh, flat, calm, and sunny in 75. Uh, which is good for a suntan but not always good for fishing so but yeah the water temps i think are setting up fine um you know and it's only going to get better but the good thing is you know the spot tail shiner spawn will happen here probably in the next week or so and and it looks like looking at the next week um you know it's going to be up in the 60s next week and so i think things will really start to take off here as we go through opener
1: yeah so that's going to be kind of something for us to watch uh, as we head towards, you know, you mentioned up on Leech Lake there, you might uh, poke around a little bit for some crappies. I think you had mentioned on last week's show that sometimes Leech gets overlooked for crappies up there.
2: You know, it kind of does. It's you know, when you have those big lakes like that, it can be kind of intimidating for a lot of people, just because those fish. I mean, you're sometimes it's like looking for a needle in a haystack. But um, you know, I mean, this time of year, you're going to want to focus on you know things like uh, you know anywhere we got dark bottom um a lot of times your harbors or some of the really shallow bays um you know that are up on leach are going to be places like you know sucker bay or steamboat bay or boy bay or headquarters bay or some of those places where you're going to find some of these these uh crappies i think the big thing we're going to find out with crappies right now is they're going to be they're in and out they're in and out when you get these warm days they're going to slide in shallow and where it's warm and then on these cooler days like today they're going to be back out and so you know it's uh It's just going to have to be one of those things you just got to kind of play the the weather and and kind of use the electronics a little bit and try to find those fish. But when you can find them on leech, they are really, really nice fish and, I mean, legitimate trophy fish um, that uh, you can't always find on any other lake. So it's oftentimes very gratifying when you can find them on a big lake like that. Um, So I'm I'm either going to try to poke around on Friday, kind of catch them out there, or I might try to hit a couple lakes around Hackensack or Longville. Uh just depending on what the wind and everything is like. But uh like I said, it's uh you're shaping up. And so if things are getting a little tough for the walleye, you want to take a break from the walleye's, you know, go go try for some crappies or bluegills and you might be surprised what you find.
1: You always keep an eye on what uh, is happening here right in the immediate Brainerd Lakes area. Uh I'm gonna open up on the Mississippi River, which I heard is a little bit higher than we'd like. Um so we'll see how that goes. But here in the immediate Brainerd area, like Gull Lake, Round Lake, North Long, Pelican, uh, Jason, have you heard anything out of the ordinary, or does it look like it's full-blown ready to go for the opener?
2: You know, I think everything's pretty much full-blown ready to go for opener. I've, already know. I've heard some up-and-down reports in regards to crappies, but same deal, wall weather related. I had a really good day uh, last Sunday. I uh, got out on a local lake in the Brayard area for about three hours with a couple buddies, and we did really well and put them all back. And uh, But it was nice and warm, and water temps were, where we were at were around 51, 52. Uh, I've heard on golf, um, kind of the same as leach. Uh, I've heard water temps in the mid-40s out on the main part of Lake of Gaul, uh, and then obviously in some of the bays and such into the low 50s. So, um, you know, I think Gaul is going to be like it, like it typically is. Um, you know, like it could be a little bit tougher um, during the day, just depending on sunlight and different things like that, but um, you know, it's there is a, this time of year where a lot of guys catch them trolling crankbaits uh, in the evenings and after dark and so that's always a thing uh, you know if a guy wants to get into that and try that um but i think the, most of the time you know a lot of the lakes like north long is always a great lake to open up on and round is usually a, a very good lake to open up on and um you know so i think there's going to be some some good fishing to be had in the area and it's going to be the same thing you know whether it's on leech whether it's down in the brainerd area you know keep it simple uh jigs and minnows uh look for windblown shorelines windblown flats um, you know, those areas that are going to be adjacent to the spawning areas, uh, an eighth ounce jig with a spot tail shiner or a rainbow, uh, is going to be good utilizing, uh, a jig and a plastic, um, you know, Northland come out this year with some really, um, awesome long shank jigs that I'm going to have tied up on my boat. And I'm going to have some, some of my clients using jigs and minnows and I have some of my clients using, uh, jigs and plastics. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes just getting that reaction bite. We've talked about that a lot in the winter. Uh, but using that reaction bite as well as during this open water season with a jig and a plastic is a good thing. And then even things like you know if the bite isn't going, I mean I always kind of laugh cause on opener. I sometimes think about walleyes or it's like they're ducking grenades out there with all the jigs <laughs> that are probably flying around. But uh, you know so sometimes just dropping a Lindy a live bait rig down like a Lindy rig and a shiner uh, is. Uh, I think it might be a little early for leeches still just because the water temp they might ball up. But uh, a Lindy rig and a shiner. Um, just kind of slowing things down might, isn't a bad idea for a change-up either because there are a lot of jigs getting thrown around. And those fish are seeing a lot of jigs, and so something that's a little bit more of a maybe a natural presentation is it may be something to have as a change-up as well. So, you know, if, if I were to be in, the, in that area, I'd like to get jigs, jigs and minnows, jigs and plastics, live bait rigs, uh, and then I'd have maybe some trolling rods with some crankbaits tied up. And then if, uh, you know, if the bite's good, you know, you're it. If it gets slow, go try fishing crappies. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good spots in the Brainerd Lakes area, local lakes, and some of the bays on Gaul and some of the bigger areas that uh, they're going to hold crappies as well. So um, lots of options in the Brainerd Lakes area. You have to go out and have a great opening weekend.
1: That's for sure. It's Jason Freed, Leisure Outdoor Adventures. You can check him out at leisureoutdooradventures.com and all over Facebook and social media as well. Good luck out there, Jason, this weekend, and we will check in with you here real soon, okay?
2: Sounds good. Thanks, Brian.
1: All right, let's head out to Mille Lacs as we continue with our fishing opener special here on Brainerd Outdoors. Obviously, Mille Lacs, a destination for people. Fishing opener weekend, we bring in Steve Sapaniak with Predator Guide Service. And uh, Steve, I, I know you're, like many of us, excited to get out on the big pond because, uh, like we've always said, big pond, big fish.
3: Definitely, Brian, you got that exactly correct. Big pond, big fish, and it holds true Mille Lake. I mean, any time you have a chance to get a legitimate 10-pound plus, plus walleye, you know, it's it's unbelievable. There's no sense to go to Canada. You got all the Malax Lake, and you know things are looking good, but we have to put up with the cold front we had earlier this week. That's the only negative side.
1: Yeah. What What are you looking at? I, I know you you actually were doing some fishing on some of the smaller lakes around Malax the panfish, but I know you keep an eye on it. Water temp wise, uh, what are we looking at? You think of Malax?
3: You know, that's a great question. It's been fluctuating up and down with everything. We're looking at anywhere from forty eight up to fifty six degrees in the back bays. You know, that's not warm where it should be this time of year, but it is what it is. Uh, and definitely, let's go with a slow approach as far as a presentation, too, Brian.
1: Is Back bays, you think that's the best place to look on the LAX uh, opening weekend?
3: Uh, for for northern pike, yes. For walleyes, I'm going to say sit around the mouth of the bays, sit, sit inside the deeper structure of the bays is going to be a good good suggestion. You know, a lot of people have a hard time yet believing that there is walleye that actually live in the weeds all year round. You're going to be looking at uh, the drop-offs, you know, your primary drop-offs. Right now, the walleyes are shallow. You're looking at anywhere from uh, basically four to six feet of water up to maybe 14 feet of water. So it's anything that's shallow with it's got a good structure, like sandbars, sand, sand bottom over on the west side. You know, the main basin, rocks is going to be good this time of year. As is all the uh, silt and uh, mud. So it's, it's a matter of uh, choose your smorgasbord of what you want to try.
1: And I know you like to do it. It's not for everybody, but a tactic that seems to work, especially opening weekend out on Mille Lacs. Throw a bobber out there for walleye, and you actually probably have some pretty good luck.
3: Definitely, Brian. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to bring it up anyway. Uh, Keep in mind that cold front we had. Keep in mind the snow and the rain we had just a few days ago. That's a major cold front. You're looking at a slower presentation. I love Lindy Riggin, too. Don't get me wrong. But right now with that uh, cold front and everything that's come through, you're going to want to try a stationary presentation. You're going to basically have to let that leech sit in front of their nose before they're going to take it. If you're lucky enough to find an aggressive bite, uh, thank goodness for that. But I think it's going to be a little bit tougher for a lot of people, especially when they're going to be trying to move too quick. I'm going to start off on Mille lax Lake with a soaking a leech underneath a bobber. We're going to be fishing the edges of the rock pile, fishing the edges of the sand and everything like that, fishing the edges of the weeds early in the morning, late in the evening. Then I'm going to go try some lindy rigging. If I get bored with uh, catching too many walleyes, let's say, you know, with the bobber fishing, I'm going to go lindy rigging. Touch bottom and lift up three inches with your wrist. That's the key for lindy rigging on a lax like for one of the better uh, presentations as far as lindy rigging goes, Brian. But, yeah, definitely go with a bobber approach first, folks.
1: You, you don't think it's too cold to water temps for leeches, huh?
3: You know, I think we're going to be sitting right on the edge of that border. I really do. It could be they're going to ball up from the cold, Brian, and our presentation is not going to be worth a darn. Well, then what you want to have is a good supply of uh, three- to four-inch sucker They always work good for walleye fishing. If you can find some uh, shiners and stuff, they work great too, but keep in mind, you got to keep those shiners well oxygenated. You look at them wrong and they're going to belly up. That's how sensitive they are.
1: And for those that maybe want to get out and maybe they're, you know, want to chase some crappies around, people should not sleep on crappie fishing on Mille Lacs. That can be very good.
3: Oh, it's going to be fantastic. The crappie fish has been going pretty good the last few weeks until this little cold front came through. You know, every bay on Malax Lake with weeds has got crappies in them. You've got that nice crappie hole in Isle over there, Isle Bay, which has been a great, great producer. Uh, how big are the crappies? Well, let's put it this way. We've, in our group, we've taken crappies up to 17 inches off the big pond. And uh, when you catch one that big, release it, folks. I like to tell everybody in our group, if you're catching a crappie over a foot, you know, over twelve inches, maybe consider releasing it. Just like those big sunnies, they're a rare, spe- you know, rare fish to get that big.
1: There you go. That's Steve Sapontiac with Predator a Guide Service. You can check him out at predatorguideservice dot com. Also, check him out Outdoor News. You've been all over that lately.
3: I have. You know, I've been very fortunate. You know, to uh, get accepted at, for writing for Outdoor News. It's a great, great publication. I've got two articles in there this week. One on Lindy Riggan, and one on. Um, uh, big bluegill fishing, you know, a lot of the big bluegills right now this time of year are still sitting in the same area where they transition from late ice before they go into the spawn. So wherever you found them last year with late ice and everything, I should say this year with late ice, they're going to be still hanging out in that area. So, yeah, I've been real fortunate to write for Outdoors News, and I want to thank them a lot for letting me have the chance.
1: There you go. That's Steve Spaniak out on Mille Lacs. I appreciate it. Steve will be joining us throughout the spring and summer with the report out there. I appreciate it, buddy, and we will chat soon. Good luck this weekend.
3: My pleasure, Brian. Thank you.
1: All right, when we come back, uh, a couple of things we're going to talk about. Number one, live bait may be a little tough to come by this weekend. There's a variety of reasons for that. We'll talk to Sherry Wichter at s Bait and Tackle, and then head up north and talk to Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service in Bemidji. He's got the latest for the opener on Cass, Bemidji, Red Lake, and Winnie. All that when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Of course, our big fishing opener special. And let's head out to s w Bait and Tackle, 371 North. A good friend of Brainerd Outdoors, and that would be Sherry Wichter out there. Sherry, how we doing?
3: Pretty
1: good. I'd imagine uh, you have staying very busy out there uh, throughout the weekend. You guys are open 24 hours uh, you know, to start the weekend. So uh, anglers, I'm, I'm sure, pretty excited to get out on the water, huh? Yeah, they
4: are. They're really excited, although a little about the snow Thursday night or Wednesday night, but no, they're all anxious to get out
1: I'd imagine they would be, so one thing I wanted to talk to you about sherry, and i, I saw some articles earlier in the week and last week, and there was uh you know some concern that there would be a, a shortage of minnows um, being in the live bait industry you are uh, what are you seeing there? Are, there are those reports true or some of them a little bit inflated?
4: no, they're very true we we're, we're having a terrible time getting minnows. And getting bait, period, but minnows especially, and we have had for quite a while.
1: And the reason being for that is a lot of it have to blame the the winter that we had. Is that something?
4: Uh, the winter is part of it. Invasive species, which we can't trap certain lakes and stuff anymore, that's another part of it. You know, we can't import. You've got to put it all together. But yeah, Mother Nature really nailed us pretty bad this year, and still is.
1: And the winter effect, uh, Sherry, is, is it based on some of those ponds that they get the minnows out of? Those minnows died because of the oxygen level because right. there was such a freeze in there. Was that the issue?
4: Yes. Your fatheads, your, fat your crappie minnows, your suckers, our rainbows, our golden chiners that take a terrible hit when uh, they don't have oxygen. And, of course, the big stuff always dies first. And Sometimes the whole pond dies and no sunlight being able to get through all the snow we had.
1: And you also said with the invasive species thing, and you and I talked about this a few years back on the show, that's been something you've been having to deal with for a while now, and that's just the restrictions now that are put on bait trappers uh, with all these invasive species. You're just seeing less and less people trapping bait, right?
4: Right. A lot less. A lot less trapping bait. What they are trapping is expensive, and you know everything whittles down to the, the fishermen, but we can't get it. We can't get it.
1: That's the issue. And what about, are we looking at leeches, crawlers, kind of a shortage there too?
4: Uh, Crawlers are doing pretty good, of course. They come in all from Canada and Wisconsin. They come in from everywhere. They're all right. Uh, Right now, yes, leeches are really short and running small for the ones we are getting.
1: And really, do you think maybe that's going to get better as the season goes along? Because with these colder water temps, I don't know how many anglers are going to be using leeches anyway, right?
4: Right. Yeah, no, it'll all get better. You know. Actually, if we had some nice, steady, warmer weather that would warm up even our ponds so that the minerals move a little bit more, eat a little bit more, and grow a little faster, that would help too. But this cold weather we're having, you know, and we never really had a nice summer last year either, so our whole situation has been piling up and piling up, even in the ponds.
1: I guess the best thing, Sherry, I mean, anglers just need to be prepared when they walk into the bait shop there that the selection that they're normally used to is not going to be what it is and probably a little bit, you know, pricier than what they expected. But um, all in all, I think they, they they still will be
4: fine. As long as you're not going to be stuck on just one minnow. I mean, it's like, the okay, red tails normally red tails don't even run to memorial weekend they run by water temperature your spot tail shiners also run by water temperature and we're all too cold to begin with so they're getting a few from the a few areas they can get them but but not enough to make anybody happy
1: so if people want uh you know obviously your hours as we said sherry you guys are going to be open extended hours throughout opening weekend
4: right uh 24 hours on friday night so actually Tomorrow morning at five o'clock we don't close again until uh Saturday night at ten and if you're late and need some bait, you just uh call the number on my door and I'll be out here
1: there you go and people that maybe aren't even looking for live bait, but you know they have an issue with a pole or something like that. you guys have got all the accessories there right. as well
4: the pole they forgot their license <laughs> you know anything like that.
1: There you go. That's Sherry Wichter, a good friend of Brainerd Outdoors with S&W Bait and Tackle right there on 371 North in Brainerd. Uh, Sherry, I'll say good luck this weekend because I know you're going to be putting in some long hours. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay?
4: Yep, thank you very much.
1: Let's head up north to Bemidji for the Up North Report. Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service joins us once again and uh, opener up by you, Matt. Well, wow, you're going to be dealing with uh, the, the cold water temps just like the rest of us. I bet you up there, though, maybe just a little bit colder water temps, huh?
5: <laughs> yeah, I would imagine huh? the water temps are going to be cold and the air is going to be cold and the rain is going to feel cold. Um, it's one of those openers. It's one like you uh, you expect to have in Minnesota. I mean, uh, since I was a kid, I can remember it being really cruddy, um, and it looks like it's going to be another one of those. We... We have had a few years where we've gotten lucky and we've had some decent weather but uh this one looks more on par with a Minnesota opener. Uh wet, cold and windy.
1: Yeah, that's what and then it's going to be 70 and sunshine on Monday. So <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah, actually even Sunday looks good here um but uh but I might be on my way to Kansas for uh, for another turkey hunt. So but uh but yeah, I would imagine, you know, next week the the fishing is going to be really good and it's going to be uh, really fun to be out because the weather is going to you know, finally take a turn on Sunday for the better. So,
1: One thing I did want to ask you and one lake I wanted to pinpoint, and obviously your home base is Lake Bemidji up there, Matt, but you see a lot of traffic going north and, and you spend some time too on Red Lake. That seems to always be a destination for anglers on opener. I would imagine this weekend no different, huh?
5: Yeah, it's going to be an absolute zoo up there, um, but the fish are going to bite and it's going to be really, really good. I, uh, I uh, don't expect there to be any shortage of traffic coming through here uh, on Friday and uh, and Saturday morning. So I think it's going to be one of those years where red is is really thumping up until you know mid June again, uh, even maybe all the way through June, and then you know and then the bite will get a little tougher. But it's still going to be good. And I mean, the, the lake is so chock full of walleyes right now, and the structure is so minimal that. Uh, that finding the fish once you find them it's it's an absolute fest. so it's it's going to be another good one out there this year.
1: Being that that's such a shallow bowl, basically Red Lake, um, does the water temp being colder not affect that as much as it would say a Cass or a Bemidji?
5: No, you're going to have warmer water temps um, on on the the portion of the lake we can fish because it's shallow water and uh, especially the toward the north end of the lake the water is going to be warmer on the the northern end and you've got enough um enough muck in in red lake where you know that that'll absorb and the shoreline is rather undeveloped so you've got uh, all the natural heat pouring down from uh from the banks and you're gonna have a lot warmer water temps on on red lake than you are on say uh, lake bemidji or Cass lake even though red lake uh, as a whole is a much
1: larger body of water so Cass was kind of a hidden gem last year, Matt. That lake has changed a lot since uh, some invasive species have gotten in there with the zebra mussels and stuff and cleaned things up. Do you expect that to be pretty good this weekend?
2: Yeah, I think
5: that'll be decent, and that's where we're going to open up is on the Cass chain. Um, But Cass Lake last year, I know you and I have talked, well, we've been talking for many years, but... um, but two years ago or three years ago is when kind of the invasives started to really take hold and and the fishing changed noticeably. And I don't know, I don't know if last year people just kind of figured it out or if the fish kind of changed. Um, you know, maybe adapted to uh, to the fishery. Um, but fishing out there last year was fantastic. I did a couple trips out there and um, I was able to use a jig and minnow in mid June and. And, uh, you know, you could see the walleyes down there in like 17 feet of water and, and they'd still bite. You just had to long line them a little bit. And, um, you know, the years prior to that, we were talking about using like 10 foot leaders with leeches and slow rolling through them, um, and trying to get your line as far away from the boat as possible. And people were having a tough time, but last year the fish bit, and and I think they'll do so again this year. So,
1: uh, Winnie, are, are we hearing crickets over there as we normally do?
5: <laughs> yeah, it's always crickets, um, crickets. <laughs> But then, but then you talk to one person and they're like, yeah, there were like 40 other boats on the spot, but we all caught our limits. So, um, it's just one of those lakes. You just, you don't really hear much about it anymore, but when you do hear something about it, it's always good. So I think it's going to be a really good opener, uh, opener lake. And I think people headed that direction. Um, you know, you should count on some of the shorelines like, uh, uh Mallard point or, or off the high banks, places like that. Um, where the those nice gradual um shoreline breaks are and, and good sand like over by the high banks there's a lot of sand over there so um you know don't concentrate so much on places that that you would midsummer like center bar and and some of the places like that um concentrate on those shorelines and uh and you're going to do well um you know that used to be a lake one of our guides used to open up on every year and and they'd always crush them, do really, really well, and they wouldn't have to go out very far. I mean, basically, they, they'd they stay at a resort with their family, and, and they'd go out just from the resort, hit the shoreline break, and 12 to 13 feet of water, and in a minnow, and they'd crush them. So I think it's still like that. We just don't hear much about it, and uh, and I don't guide over there anymore. So um, so it's it's interesting every year <laughs> when I do
1: hear about it. So, And one last thing, Matt, right there in your backyard with Lake Bemidji, outside of Lake Bemidji. There's some other really great lakes as well, and I would imagine uh, those will be pretty filled up with uh, anglers as well.
5: Yeah, Bemidji and Irving should be really busy, Irving specifically. It's always a good good lake early. Um, people will be camped out there, you know, starting Friday night at some point, anchored up, ready to bobber fish in the canal, um, you know, the Mississippi between Bemidji and Irving. And that's usually bumper boats um, at midnight all the way through mid-morning, and then starts to kind of fan out and people start fishing a little uh, a few of the other spots um, but that's going to be busy um, places like big turtle um, that's always a hot destination lake uh, for for a lot of locals as well as some resorters and weekenders um, that one will be busy and the fishing should be decent out there um, some of those smaller lakes like that um, if it is really windy and cruddy this weekend they give you a little reprieve um, you've got islands to hide behind or you can tuck into a shoreline, um, or, or dip into one of the smaller adjoining lakes and fishing might not be as good as it would be on a, on a larger, um, more densely populated walleye lake, but, but at least you'll be comfortable. Um, black duck is going to be very busy. Um, I've already heard reports of people out there trying to catch crappies and they can't keep the walleyes off. So black duck's going to be a, hot ticket item this weekend. and. um, I heard Timberline Sports is all stocked up with spot tails, and so is uh, Northwood's bait and tackle here in Bemidji. So those two bait shops are going to get uh, a lot of business from me here in the next <laughs> month, month and a half. So um, so hopefully they can keep them stocked, and, and we have a good bait season. So,
1: One last thing, Matt, before I let you go, tactic-wise with these colder water temps, uh, especially for opener, uh, and then we're going to have colder temps than what we've had maybe in the last couple of years. Is there anything special you're going to do from a tactic standpoint?
5: in the minnow and uh, standard speed. I'm not going to do anything fancy. I'm not going to slow down, speed up, and uh, and I'm just going to do what I always do on opener, and and the fish should be should be where they need to be, and and everything should be kind of status quo. I mean, uh, you talk about colder water times. Well, I, I can think of years when they're you know the ice went out the day before, and uh, and we still did the same thing and caught fish. So um, the fish don't care if uh, if there's cold water; they live in it. So. They're going to bite, um, they're postpone, they're ready to to get get back to being chunky and healthy. So um, as long as you can find the schools, you're going to do well.
1: There you go. It's great stuff from Matt Brewer, North Country Guide Service in Bemidji. Check him out, northcountryguides.com. And I really encourage you to follow Matt on social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all that, because he's always got some really cool stuff on there, too. So I appreciate the info. Good luck this weekend, bud, and we'll chat soon, okay? Sounds good. All right, when we come back, Mark Bajikalupi, who is the fisheries manager with the Minnesota DNR in Crow Wing in Southern Cass County, will drop by. We'll talk about some new things happening with uh, regulations and some other things with invasive species that anglers should keep in mind when they head out on the water this weekend. When we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3 for our fishing opener special. We always like to get a visit from our good friend, Mark Bajigalupi, who is the uh, fisheries manager with the Minnesota DNR here in Crow Wing in southern Cass County. And we've got a few things we want to talk to Mark about. Uh, I guess first off, Mark, uh, here we are, fishing opener 2019. Is it me or did this sneak up on on people a little bit? I, I don't know if it was the winter that we had and and very little spring, but it just seemed like this year it was like, oh, it's fishing opener weekend.
6: Yeah, it did. This May has gone real quickly, and then for my staff here at the at Brainerd, April just flew by. We were, uh, we were elbows deep at the walleye trap in the, pine, in the Pine River, and our egg take went really well up there. Uh, we had reasonable weather up there, and we had a good strong walleye run up there, so that was fun to see. But yeah, openers here, and for me it seemed like uh, there was a long time be- be- between the times when you could get on safe ice and up till now. Although, so it it's kind of kind of both ways on that. But yeah. Here here we are and we're we're ready now.
1: Any predictions? What are you expecting? Obviously we're having to deal with uh you know the weather, who knows what mother nature throws at us opening weekend, but uh colder water temps, obviously, Mark, and uh probably some higher water too I would think, huh?
6: Yeah, some high water, good good flow coming from the rivers that may draw some fish into uh, to stay in the rivers or to be in river mouths or lakes near the rivers where they come in. Um, But yeah, you're right. The people are probably going to be looking for maybe some darker stained water or shallower uh, lakes that have warmed up a little bit um, to try and find that water that's a little warmer. I know Gull Lake was in the mid-40s early this week and hasn't been much warmer. Of course, it snowed recently,
1: so... (laughs)
6: hasn't warmed up too much, probably.
1: No, I mean, I mean that came out of nowhere, too. So uh, let's talk a little bit about some regulations, Mark. Uh, I guess first off, anything as far as walleye go that is different here in the, like you said, your jurisdiction, Crow Wing, Southern Cass County. I, we also have some Northern Pike uh, regs as well, so I'll let you get into that.
6: Fortunate or not, depending on how you think of things, it's pretty simple in, in Crow Wing County and Lower Cass. We don't have any special regulations. Walleye, like you do, have on those big lakes, uh, Mille Lacs and uh, Lake of the Woods and stuff. So you have that bag limit of six. Still, they still encourage people to put a few back, even if you're even if they're biting well. Um, it could serve a few uh, just to let them bite on someone else's line in the future, if, if for no other reason. But yeah, I still run into folks that are um, still not familiar with the new uh, northern pike regulation, even though it's been in swing for for a season now. And so we always like to hit that. Remember that in this part of the north, this part of the state, or really most part of the state here, what we call the north central zone, it's the angling possession limit of pike of 10, 10 fish, not more over, not more than two over 26 inches. And so the 22 to 26 inches must be released immediately, but you can keep 10 of those little ones. And so that was... Part of the idea here, We're trying to tackle the hammer handle problem we have in so many lakes around here.
1: And then, you know, it's coming down the line too, you think anyway, Mark, uh, for those that are going to go after some panfish this weekend, I think that is what people are really going to be targeting because of these colder water temps that we have. You know, you've always said, you know, you, you encourage people to release some of those bigger sunfish and stuff that they catch because there could be coming down the line some changes in the panfish regulations and some of our lakes here already have some of those
6: yeah and we know people love to catch a, a meal of panfish, and we we want to keep encouraging that. I was just saying to Brian that uh, we always like to to encourage folks to especially for those bluegill species. Uh, bluegills are nest garters. Um the genetics of those big bull sunfish are so important to the population, so even those, those are the nicest fish you're going to come across. Uh, re, you know, try and resist that temptation to keep all of those big bulls. Get those back on their nests so that they can uh, send their genetics forward and, and keep your panfish, your bluegill population from stunting. So keep some of those medium-sized bluegills, and then crappies. You know, they cycle through, and, and it's okay to keep a uh, keep a mess of, of crappies now and then. But like you were mentioning, uh, we we do have those three special regulation panfish lakes where we're. Really maintaining the exceptional size we have on those waters, Goodrich, uh, Sylvan, and Gilbert have a bag limit of five uh, bluegill or crappie each, and um, you know the the folks that fish those lakes really like that, and they're seeing those quality size fish be maintained, and you know be looking for maybe a few more lakes in the Brainerd area in the future to have a regulation like that. Of course, there's always a public input period on on those, so something to be looking forward to in the future
1: yeah we'll keep an eye on that another place that i think people like to hit on uh, opener too that sometimes isn't talked about is the crosby mine pits uh, are you guys gonna be doing some more lake trout uh, stocking there
6: yeah so we'll have our our usual allotment of rainbows that that brings the crowds and that's a popular alternative to walleye fishing on the opener um, and make sure you have your trout stamps for those designated trout lakes but yes um Yaki Lake has been uh, really popular because we had uh, kind of an accidental population of lake trout that, that got itself going from a few individuals um, back in the 80s. Um, people have been enjoying those lake trout. We, we heard loud and clear that lake trout management in the pits would be a, a big boom, um, and we're moving forward with uh, adding lake trout to a couple of different mine pits. Sagamore is going to be one in the Pennington chain including the Noman mine in, uh, in 2019. And so look forward, looking forward to 2020 when uh, some of those fish are going to be available in more mine pits. And I, and I think folks will really enjoy that, especially in the winter, um, now that we have a winter season open um, on those pits and for the trout season. They're finding, um, uh, you know, habitat they like, the, the, the cold water, oxygenated water, but also m- might be the, the rocks, you know, enough rocks that they're finding to um, naturally reproduce and having enough young reach size so we you know we've seen a few of those small ones coming through in the future we'd like to actually have a minimum size regulation on there because overharvest would be would be really easy to do on Lake Trout in a small pit and uh, so we'll be looking for those in either 2020 or 2021
1: there you go one last thing with you mark uh we want to talk about people being very aware of invasive species and and making sure they're doing all the right things there, coming in and out of the lakes because that's that's an issue now unfortunately we have to talk about that all the time but uh just one more time just to reiterate what people need to keep in the back of their minds
6: yeah anglers do a great job for the most part of this and a few bad bad eggs can uh, give a bad name to the rest of the group so we always want to hit that a little bit but Clean, drain, dry is still the the main thing. It, it is the law that you have to pull your drain plug on your on your boat and uh, from your live well when you're leaving a body of water, so that so that you can't transport any water. I mean, um, zebra mussel villagers are the thing we're really thinking about here, and not trying to move those around. But you know, not forgetting that you got to really uh, remember that adult zebra moving adult zebra mussels like on a plant fragment would be a mode of actually transporting or having a new population start somewhere—we want to really, of course, keep limiting that. And then those folks coming from the Mille Lacs area, where where we have spiny water fleas, that's really where the having that dry, that dry boat coming from that area would be extremely important for the Brainerd area.
1: It's Mark Bajikalupi, He is the fisheries manager with the Minnesota DNR here in Crow Wing and southern Cass County. Are you going to be able to get out this weekend at all, Mark? I know you're probably going to be pretty busy, but uh, I'm yeah. sure you have some fishing in your future.
6: Yeah, I'm hoping the weather holds out a little. We will be actually uh, stocking those walleye fry that we talked about because uh, we took we took those eggs uh, 21 days ago, and those are starting to hatch, so we get to work a little bit this weekend, hoping to get out to, on Sunday with the kids, though. So.
1: There you go. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate the info as always, and we'll chat with you here real soon, okay? Thanks so much, Brian. When we come back, Chef Joel from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon has got a great fishing opener walleye recipe he will share when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Time for our hungry hunter segment slash famous fisherman, and as always, great outdoor recipes brought to us by Chef Joel with Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. Joel, welcome back. Hey, thanks, Brian. And uh, we got a, this one. When you said we got to do this, my mouth started watering right away. Walleye scampi. This sounds
7: fantastic. Well, it's a pretty uh, simple recipe. Well, in my opinion, it's a fairly simple recipe. I don't know. Uh, what is? We're just going to take some walleye fillets. We're going to take down a little bit of mo- melted butter. And fill uh, that in a little pan, throw our walleye fillets on top, season it up, salt and pepper. And then we're going to throw a little paprika on top. doesn't add a whole lot of flavor, but it gives us a nice little bit of color. Brightens it up a little bit. We're going to toss those into the oven. You know, depending on the size of your fillets, it's not going to take you know too long in about a 350 oven. You're looking at, you know, six, seven minutes, eight minutes tops. So as we've got those cooking, we're going to start making our scampi sauce. We're going to take a quarter cup of butter in some minced shallots and some garlic kind of let that cook down sweat a little bit once the uh, garlic and shallots are kind of fragrant we're going to hit it with a little bit of white wine let that cook down let that reduce a little by half add a little fresh lemon juice and then we're going to add the rest of our butter and turn off the heat and let that butter just kind of melt in and swirl it as that melts in and we can top our walleye flakes with the scampi sauce and have a delicious meal.
1: Fantastic. So it's very similar to a shrimp scampi type of very,
7: thing. Very, very similar. Just yep. through a, a walleye in there instead. Well,
1: why not? So if you want to give it a try, head to our website, brainerdoutdoorsradio.com. You can click on the recipes tab, this one, and a ton of others for you to check out. Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon with walleye scampi this week. Joel, I appreciate it, <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon. Ah, thank you, Brian. And that will wrap up this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5. We also stream the show live if you're away from your radio or out of town at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. So you can listen live that way or listen on demand. And speaking of which, we are all over the podcast network. So wherever you download podcasts, just search Brainerd Outdoors and you can listen to us that way as well. We ask that you just rate and review. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon.
0: Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thielen Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Weimer Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Live Axe Marine in Isle, S&W Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Fine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Vermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Rags Your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3.